Well, let's welcome back Coach Trusky. Coach, do you have team updates for us? Uh, biggest team update for us, uh, we had a, a JV game this past Monday. Um, we, we played St. Norbert, and our, our young guys really just competed hard. Uh, it was a back-and-forth game. It ended up being a, a one-point one game, and our guys came out on top. But I was just more proud of how we played together. Um, it's just another step forward as a program. So that was really fun. Um, great way to kick off the week to prepare for a, a good Aurora team on Saturday. Well, let's talk a little bit about a big victory two weeks ago, then you have this bye week. H how do you carry that momentum from two weeks ago into the Saturday's contest? Um, well, I think there's a lot of excitement after a win um, that we had on homecoming. I, really, the challenge is, is um, you know, taking the energy and the excitement that you have and channeling it into a new challenge, right? Like, we, we can't live on past accomplishments. Um, every game is, is a new opportunity, a new week, a new challenge, and every day is a new – new opportunity to step forward into it. So um, I love, you know, the, the, the enthusiasm that our guys have right now. Um, I think when you get the chance to win, you, you just believe a little bit more. Um, so that's been exciting. Um, but at the same time, you know, we've really, we've, we've said all along this week that the goal has to be that each day is a step forward. Um, we can't live on, on the Lakeland, you know, the Lakeland memories that we have. How do you see you know, the the team's obviously pretty excited about their performance a couple of weeks ago. So is that same level of enthusiasm for them coming out of the break? It has been so far. I mean, I think one one of the – for a lot of our upperclassmen, it was the first time they had beat Lakeland. Um, Lakeland's a good program and, and is well coached. Um, so I think for them it was a, like a marker of progress, if that, if that makes any sense. Um, and so – for them, they're looking at now, okay, we're playing, you know, a, a really good Aurora team uh, who's been the you know, conference champion last couple of years. This is one more test to see all right, how far have we come. You know, how, where, where are we at as a program? Are we ready to compete um, with, with that caliber of a team? And you know, we feel like we've definitely grown a lot, and we're, we're excited for the opportunity to see where we're at. I mean, we bring some good things to the table if we can build on what we did that, that Saturday. Well, let's talk about this week's game. Aurora's 3-1. and one. Averaging 52.5 points per game. What are keys for you in this contest? Uh, well, the first thing is, you know, we want to make Aurora beat us. Um, and it sounds really odd or cliche, but, you know, when you watch the film, um, you know, the last couple of weeks, they, they played some programs that, that made a lot self-inflicted mistakes. And when you play a good team like Aurora is, you know, Don Beebe does a great job in that program. They're going to make you pay for those. And, and so we want to make sure that we are assignment sound, that we're playing tough, that we're playing hard for four straight quarters, no let up, um, so that, you know, Aurora has to earn everything that they get. Um, there's a lot of times you'll see very simple assignment mistakes that, that Aurora capitalized on um, and turnovers, block, block punts, stuff like that. So they're a good team, and, and we're going to give them all the respect that they deserve, um, but we also we want, to, we want them to earn everything. And so I, that's, that's like the biggest thing I'd say. Um, the other thing that we talked about on Monday, I think this happens a lot. When you play a good program, um, you can come into that, that contest playing their, their history, um, even playing like their logo a little bit, kind of what the mystique around them. Um, and, and our goal is, you know, we're, we're playing the 2022 Aurora team, um, not the past two conference championship teams. This is a different group. We're a different group. 
Um, and we need to approach it that way. And, and rather than focusing on you know, what they've achieved so far and they're having a nice season, we're, we're going to focus on who we are and the strengths that we bring to the table. Matthew Davis looked very good against Lakeland. You were very pleased with his grasp of the offense. I, you know, I, realistically, he has to have a huge game against Aurora because of how well they can play. So what do you look for him, or how do you assist him in, in being in a position to make this a winning opportunity for you? Yeah, so, I mean, Matt's, Matt had a great game. Um, he's a talented player. Matt's biggest, you know, challenge has been having that same level of confidence in himself that I think others see. Um, and I was so happy for him on, on Saturday against, against Lakeland just because I think he, you finally see, saw Matt step into who he's capable of being. He was a confident leader. He made good decisions. Um, he understood the game plan. And then he did some things that, you know, weren't even a part of the game plan that just allowed his talent and his gifts to show. So that was really, really good to see. And I'm, I'm excited for Matt. Um, I, I feel like he's gotten a little bit of, of swagger to his step now, the way he's been practicing, stuff like that. You can see, um, you know, he's starting to believe in himself. And that, that's the first step for Matt because he's got all the gifts he needs to be successful. And um, the guys definitely rallied around him. This a veteran Aurora team had some key seniors graduate, but still a, a fairly veteran group. You have a lot of young guys playing. Any concerns about that? Is you know this this moment maybe being a little bit big for them right now? Um, it's funny when you have young guys. Sometimes it, it can work like one of two ways. Like sometimes the moment can feel too big or overwhelming. Other times you can be kind of naive to the moment. You know, and um, you know half our team almost doesn't really know who Aurora is or what they've done before, and this is just another opportunity to play together, you know, for those guys. So um, I think it's going to play to to our strengths a little bit. Um, the biggest thing for us is that we, we really feel like we've had a shift in our mindset. Um, we don't want to get out and, and kind of hope for the best. We said, no, like, we're going to work hard enough that we expect to do well, and we're not going to get derailed when Aurora makes plays. They're going to make plays, you know, and – Championship fights, both fighters strike some blows, you know what I mean? So we want to make sure that we're, we're emotionally ready for all that um, and that we just stay together and, and keep doing what we're capable of doing. So I'm excited to see us compete. I really am. I know uh, if you're from the outside looking in, there's probably a, a large spread between the teams or whatever. I mean, I know what other teams might say about this game, but we really feel like we can compete, and, and I'm excited to see us do that on Saturday. Well, let's jump into fan questions, and we'll start with Rick, who would like to know, says, Coach, how do you balance giving your younger guys opportunities so they get the experience with using your veteran guys who have been around for a while and have proven that they deserve to continue to play? It's, that's one of the hardest balances in coaching. Um, you know, I think for us, we've been trying to be spread the wealth and playing time a little bit more, and the, the reason for it has been to help those older guys stay strong and, and be where, where we need them to be for the length of a season. And it's hard because the, the young guys don't really know. I mean, the college game is more physical. It, just, it just is. Every year um, you're going to see guys, key contributors get banged up. It might be for a week or two. And if a team's not deep and if a team's not preparing their, their, their twos, you know, guys that maybe are just a little bit behind, um, it's going to hurt them in the long term. So we've been a little bit more intentional um, in our varsity games of rotating some young guys in um, with uh, the anticipation that we may need them later. 
um, and that it will help our, our older guys. I almost look at it like, like a basketball game. You know, if, you, if you're a Bucks fan, you know, you love Giannis. Um, a lot of times you'll see, like, they'll give Giannis a little spell in the second quarter. Um, they'll give him at the end of the third to get an extended break because they know in the fourth we need him at full strength. And so we've used the, the similar approach with our guys. Um, the other thing that helps the young guys develop is the way that we practice and, um, and schedule some JV contests. So every week our young guys get at least one opportunity to, uh, to run our scheme and our stuff at speed in, like, a, a scrimmage setting. So that helps a lot, too. Next up is Amy, who says, are you believing or do you believe that Ernofo will be the kicker of the, the top kicker in the conference this season? Uh, I, I think Ernofo, I mean, I'm biased, but I think he, I think he definitely has that, that ability and that talent. Um, we want to keep pushing him to do what he's capable every week. You know, the, the moment will, will really determine um, if, if that happens for him, you know, but he's got so many gifts. He works so hard. Um, our new folk, he's a, like I said in our last conversation, he's a legitimate weapon for us. Um, and I think when, when it's said and done after the season, I think a lot of people are going to see what we see in him, and, and that's a, a guy that can really change a game. So it would not shock me whatsoever. But in the meantime, we're going to keep pushing him. Jamie points out, he says, after Aurora, you guys have St. Norbert. Do you believe that this is then an opportunity where you could put a – positive winning streak together heading to the end of the season uh we'd like to we'd like to um absolutely it would be something that we're shooting for right now i mean really um we're just doing everything we can to stay stay focused on the moment right there's there's nothing that we can control beyond my 11 o'clock qb meeting and my my practice with my guys at four o'clock like so we're going to do everything we can to maximize what we do have um but i do think you know if we continue growing, some, some fun and special things are going to happen. So I'm looking forward to seeing our guys develop and excited to see just you know how, how everything comes together as the season progresses. Tom points out, he says, there's a lot of coach stories you hear out there about coaches sleeping in their offices and staying all hours of the day uh, preparing for games. What is the balance that you give to still have a good family life while giving the amount of time needed for your team? So, um, yeah, that's, I'll, I'll say, like, those stories are maybe um, interesting to hear. They're definitely not healthy. And I, and I also confess, I've, I've done some of that stuff when I was a younger coach. Um, I didn't do a great job of keeping a balance. Um, and, you know, my, my family situation was different and whatnot as well. But um, one thing, I, you know, for, for me and for my staff as well, like, we, I want to make sure that when we say faith, family, football, like, we've we got to prioritize our time. Um, in that order. So you'll, you'll see like some things that we do in our, our weekly schedule um, to try to enable that. Now the college football season and the time, you know, that you got to work, it, it, it always presents challenges because you're working around, a, you know, a school schedule and stuff. But, um, you know, we use our Sundays as a complete off day um, for, for everybody in our program. I think that's healthy for families. I think it's good for our guys because guys have a chance to worship and spend some time together. Um, coaches a chance to spend family time as well. Um, I think having technology has helped as well. Um, you're able to kind of craft your schedule a little bit more flexible in a more flexible way. Um, so you know, I know like our D coordinator, for example, he's, he makes sure he spends time with his kids and family. And then after bedtime, he's on, you know, he's watching film for a little bit on his phone or whatever it might be. So 
we try to be a little bit more creative with our time. Um, and then I think the off season is where you definitely need to be more wise. There's, you'll still see some programs that they're in the office six days a week, you know, all hours of the day and stuff. And I get that. Um, it's important to, to give your best and use the gifts and the platform God gave you, but it's also important to, to manage the, the people that he's entrusted into you. And, and for us, that starts with your wife, your kids, the people that you love. So um, we try to keep that balance. Next up is Aaron, who says, I'm concerned about where the Packers are at right now, Coach. Do you believe that they could catch a team like Philadelphia? Um, it's tough to say. I mean, I'll say anytime you have, you know, your quarterback play and, and defense that, that they have, I mean, it gives you a shot. Um, obviously, their weapons are a little bit different. Philadelphia's been looking pretty good. So I, it, that's a tough one to say. I, I will say that um, – I, I, the more that they use Aaron Jones in the run game, the better they are. So if they keep doing that, it's gonna it's gonna help them long term. And either way, I watch as a fan; it's fun to watch. So uh, that was a good lead-in by you, Coach, because David would like to know: with all of your coaching duties, do you have time to watch NFL or even late night college football? Um, not a lot. <laughs> I. I'm terrible. My, my brother he does uh, fantasy football, and he asked me to join the league and stuff. And, I, like, my oldest son is the one that really kind of runs my team because I have no idea, um, you know, really what's going on. I know a lot about our team or NAC football, but when it comes to the NFL and stuff, I'm a little more naive. I, I will say I, I do usually watch the pack game with my family or something. Sometimes I'll even be watching film if it's, like, a late-night game. But So I try to get a little bit of Packer football in. Um, but, yeah, I don't, I don't get as much uh, as a spectator. I know some of my buddies, they, they watch football as much as they can. Um, but yeah, it's just, that's not me. I, I'm also like, uh, my wife will tell you, like I get tunnel, like whatever I'm doing, I'm a hundred percent in on it. So I try to make sure that like, I'm detached a little bit when I'm at home. Um, cause otherwise it, it kind of consumes me. So I, I try to create some boundaries for myself. Um, that I just have that, that type of personality. So yeah, Packers are about all I get. Zach says, coach, a lot of players and even coaches, uh, get caught up in routines when they're winning or when they're losing to try to believe that some kind of superstition can help them to win games. Do you get caught up in those kinds of things? No, no, I, I, I don't, I don't think any of that stuff really impacts your ability. I think it's, it's honestly the, the, the work that you put in the preparation, um, the gifts that you've been given, how you use them, and then making sure that you're mentally and emotionally ready to play when it, when it happens, when, it, when the time comes, because, um, the unique thing about college football or any football for that matter versus some of the other sports, like you don't get, you know, a game to, to learn from and then fix it for later games. I mean, you get very few opportunities. So you've got to be ready um, when that time arrives. And we work hard to try to make that happen. Next up is Paul, who would like to know, how exciting is it for you to have your son at the same uh, school where you work? It's really cool. It's really cool. I'm, I'm very excited for him. Um, proud of him, the work that he puts in. He, he's, he's playing baseball and doing a great job in the classroom so far. Um, he's definitely learning. It's a little different, you know, at the college level than it was at, at the high school. More times got to get put in and stuff, but um, he's doing a nice job, and I'm just I'm excited for him to have his own journey. Um, I think it's one of the cool things about him playing a different sport, um, him playing baseball. It's, it's his baby, and um, I'm just there to cheer him on and support him and, and help him any way I can, and um, it's been fun. So they had a scrimmage like a little bit of, like a, last weekend. Um, 
that was fun to watch and see him pitch and um, just see the guys competing. So it's cool. And the nice thing is that his season isn't during the same time as yours, so you can get to see those games. So. Oh yeah, I'll be there for sure. I'll be I'll be one of the super fans. And how about some great words of wisdom from Coach Trusky this week? Okay, words of wisdom. So I'll share what I share with our team. I think that's a good starting point. We, um, you know, it's no secret we're playing against a really good football team. And anytime you get kind of a an up and coming team versus a championship level team, you get that the David and Goliath comparison. Um, so we talked about that David and Goliath story, right? But one thing that, that I think we, we learned from that story is that David was an, was an underdog by the world's standards. Um, when you watched him you, from the outside looking in, there's no way he could win hand-to-hand combat. There's no way he was prepared. But they didn't understand who David was and what he brought to the table. Um, and I think that's important for us when we, when we reach any obstacle, um, we have to remember that, number one, our strength comes from the Lord. That was one thing that David definitely knew, and he was willing to lay his life down for that. Um, and number two, and this is what I was sharing with our guys on Monday, I think is important, is David knew his strengths were different, and he was going to play to his strengths. He, he wasn't ever going to win a hand-to-hand combat, but he knew he was an expert marksman. He only needed five stones and really only needed the first, right? And so I think that's, that's important to note is if David tried to – to, to play the game that Goliath wanted him to, yeah, he would have failed. But David understood the gifts that God gave him and leveraged those. And so um, that's been our, our encouragement to our guys this week is we know our strengths and we're going to really do everything we can to maximize them on Saturday, regardless of what everybody else says. Um, and I think for our lifetime, right, outside of football, I want the guys to understand that as well, is that you might have people that, that are going to discourage you or talk down to you or tell you you can't do something. But when you know that God gives you strength and you know that he's given you gifts that you've, you've really worked hard to build and grow, um, you, can have, you can have courage and trust knowing that, that good things will come. That's fantastic. Coach Trusty, thanks for joining us this week. Thank you, Rob. I appreciate it.